0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And right now we've got Stephen Wilcox. Stephen, you are the CEO of Park It and your website is parkitmovement.com. All right. First off, stop what you're doing. If you're listening to this conversation, watch this conversation and go to parkitmovement.com and go check out this chair it's more than a chair uh steven this is a product that has gotten you uh, golly man just shy of half a million dollars on kickstarter and then on your indiegogo which is live, live as of when we're recording this looks like another what oh, look at that oh man you're just about ready to hit uh half a million dollars here as well is that right
1: yeah, so we're, we've uh, we've you know we launched on Kickstarter um, back in May during the middle of the pandemic, and we're really nervous about getting a product that's an outdoor associated product uh, to the marketplace during all of everything we've been going through. Mm. And uh, you know the world responded incredibly positive to it. We raised a ton of money on Kickstarter, way more than we expected to, and we're mm. really excited to see you know what's next for this brand and this company.
0: No kidding, a million. Dollar crowdfunding campaign. Uh, All right. So uh, what I'd love to do is talk about uh, how you were able to pull that. I mean, it's a great product. It really is. So um, for those who are just listening to us, can you kind of describe uh, what you came up with and then we'll kind of go through how you got to this point?
1: Yeah. So we really decided to build the ultimate outdoor recreational use chair. Um, we were, were, I'm a big surfer. Uh, my girlfriend's a big camper. We own our own sprinter camper van that we take around the country and, you know, go stargaze and chase a bunch of adventures with. And we really just recognized that the majority of the products that existed out there in terms of camping chairs and whatnot, were really uncomfortable, super dysfunctional, um, didn't have the things that we wanted and they fell apart rather easily. So you're always going back to Walmart or Costco and buying another chair. And we wanted to really build a product that would be durable, um, long lasting and have all the functional pieces built into it. And so what we did was we built in a cooler that detaches uh, that's detachable. so it's really two products in one. Um, it attaches to the chair directly underneath your seat for easy access, has the volume of about 24 cans of your favorite beverage. It also has external pockets for your keys, your wallet, your phone, Um, And then it has hands-free carry straps built into it. So that way, if you're going, you know, to and from the car to your spot on the beach or the campground, uh, you can carry everything without having to use your hands. Just sling it over your shoulder and carry whatever else the day demands. And so, uh, you know, we put everything together on Kickstarter. And like you said, we've just been absolutely blown away by the amount of funds we've been able to raise around this product. And Can't wait to see what's next for it.
0: You know, you look at some of the features that are built into um that this product and it's almost like you ask yourself why isn't this already a thing why aren't all t- why aren't all beach chairs like this
1: mm-hmm. absolutely and I think you know like one of the things that we really focused on was just the the ergonomics of the chair if you sit in some of those you know standard fold out kind of um like I guess it, like the uh I don't know the best way to describe them but they kind of like those canopy chairs that you if you push in and you push out they're really bad for your back. They force you to sit in this really uncomfortable yeah. position oh, that yeah. puts strain on your lower back. And um, if you sit in some of the other ones, they're really low to the ground, which depending upon your age and what you've been through in life, like that's not easy to get in and out of. I know yeah. that my parents, for the most part, are really excited about our chairs because they're like, I can get in and out of it like my rocking chair in my living room. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't cause you know the, the possibility of falling while getting into your beach chair to enjoy the beach. Um, so, you know, putting that ergonomic effect into the design process was really good for us as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, so this, your, your, your Kickstarter launched in May, uh, mm-hmm. what were you doing prior to, uh, this, this great idea where you were going to do a crowdfund for, a, for this product?
1: Yeah. um, You know, so before we, before we crowdfunded the product, we spent a lot of time really researching and designing the product. Uh Um, I'm not a product designer. I want to point that out. I had the vision for what we wanted to build in my head, but I spent the first year of the business knocking doors of metal welders um, and different woodworkers just being like, Hey, uh, how do I build this? Um, All of them kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Um, and it wasn't until I put a li- a note on LinkedIn that said, Hey, anybody on LinkedIn know how to like connect with anyone who's a product designer. Yeah. And, uh, an old coworker of mine from my days when I worked at Oakley, um, on the marketing team there came back to me and said, you need to reach out to these guys at Klugeonics. They're a product design firm in Utah. Mm-hmm. Get connected with this guy, Jason, um, and talk to him about what you want to build. And, uh, you know, for about a year before the Kickstarter campaign, we partnered with Klugeonics and Jason and his team really helped drive the design process to a tangible product and take the ideas that we had and implement them all into this, this Voyager chair. Um, and so, you know, that's really the first year was figuring all that stuff out. And then that allowed me to take the time away from product and focus it on marketing and strategy and implement all of those strategies to make sure that this Kickstarter campaign was successful.
0: Now. Okay. So, They so they're doing some prototypes. Um, Is that how much does that cost to do that? Do something like that.
1: So that that was a step. You know, as a as you know, this isn't my first go around with entrepreneurship, but this is definitely my first run with it being successful. Mm. Um, And that was one of the the roadblocks that we hit where I went the prototype for a chair that we're going to sell. Is gonna cost us somewhere between five and seven thousand dollars. Like I couldn't, couldn't really figure out like <laughs> why a prototype would cost yeah. that much. Yeah, um, right, considering right. You of think my- about
0: like what it cost a chair in the store, and like how could it be that big of a difference?
1: Exactly. And you really get like exposed to kind of the understanding like, oh, so these are my minimum order quantities. And this is where those price breaks happen. And this is how this ties into my pricing strategy. But since we're just going to make one of these, we're shutting down your factory from what you normally do. Mm -hmm. And then there's the the economies of like, this is the money that they're losing for that. And so we we hit that roadblock with the prototyping. And I was like, how are we going to do this? And so jumped into kind of the contracting world. And I was uh, working as a website developer and a, mm-hmm. and a content creator to make some extra cash and help fund the the additional expenses that came through with prototyping. But uh, we went through three rounds of prototypes um, eventually to, to get to the final product. And uh, every single one sat down and refined and, and made it more and more perfect to understanding what we wanted in, within the product. And now field testing it to see how it stood up to the elements.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so they make you one or did you make a, a few of them?
1: Yeah, we made three total prototypes.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you get them and what was it? So did you, did they just like ship them to you? Or do you show up at the factory and like, okay, here it is.
1: So they, they ship them all to us. Um, they would land you know, Amazon guy basically drops them off. And, wow. uh, my girlfriend and I, she filmed every, every, every prototype opening. She filmed with the phone and then, um, Every single time we kind of just went to ham on, went ham on it trying to see which part of it was going to be the first piece to break, you mm-hmm. know, trying to understand what people would do. And, and very yeah. quickly we were learned, cool, this is how the straps need to be reconfigured. This is how the cup holder oh. should be reconfigured. This is how this piece should be restructured. This is how the, the bolts should, should come together here. And, and we figured out a lot of those things. The bummer is that at the same time, you're trying to find all those problems because you want to solve them, but you're also going to be using this piece for some of your marketing material. And so you have to find this delicate balance of using the prototype for your marketing material, but also right. identifying all of the problems without destroying your main marketing asset.
0: Yeah, right, right. So, uh, see, so basically broke three, your three prototypes eventually? or Yep. Oh, yep. man, all, all after spending that much money. And, and, but you got to know that because if you go to yeah. market with a crappy product, then everyone's like wanting to return them all. It's a nightmare.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, it's like this double edged sword where you're like, okay, we need to, to really figure out all the all the points in this that we need to improve. Because um, we want like the goal is to build the most durable, long lasting, functional beach chair. Um, and we have to find out all those errors. And but at the same time, you know, some of those errors, were like, Alright, cool. Now we definitely have to order another prototype because we need to solve these things. And we need more, more stuff for content generation. So, mm. You know, it's, uh, it was definitely had its challenges, but it was also a lot of fun kind of solving all those puzzles and getting all those yeah. problems fixed and making the product the way it is.
0: Yeah, so you get it dialed in and then you're like, okay, let's go to Kickstarter. And what was, so Kickstarter is not like you just show up one day, fill out a profile and hit publish and go, okay, there it is. Like you got to put some you got to think about the whole campaign and, and, you know, to do a half a million in sales, I would imagine you put some forethought before you went live.
1: Absolutely. Uh, So that was like, you know, like I was saying, the benefit of having these guys, Clugonics help us out was that they were allowed me to focus a lot on the strategy and making sure that the Kickstarter was super successful. Um, So one of the things that we really need to focus on for anybody that's looking at doing a Kickstarter campaign is your email list, like building a pre-launch email list and keeping mm-hmm. those people engaged and telling them the, the story about you going from like, you know, prototype number one, even all the way down to the launch day. Like if you have people that are engaged with you for that long and are, are following that story, um, they, they, they feel a part of your story. And they want to be part of that success. And Kickstarter and the Kickstarter community itself is a, a lot of first movers. Um, they're mm-hmm. the people who are willing to take that risk and, and see an idea and understand not just the product, uh, but understand the value behind the mission of the company. Um, and they want to see the, they want to see you succeed. And so uh, there's a lot of stuff that we put in the place in the front to you know to kind of tell that story to really personalize who Parkit is to personalize what our product Voyager is, why we built it, um, how it benefits them, the the troubles that we came through with prototyping, um, and you keep that user just really engaged into the authentic story of you building a business. And uh, they eventually, you know, you launch on Kickstarter, and because they've been with you, you offer them a VIP reward for being there before the Kickstarter campaign started. And uh, you know, right the first day we launched, we raised seventy five thousand dollars from those pre-launch email subscribers and that community that we had built up front.
0: Um, That gives you some great momentum for the next part. And and what do you do after you get that first wave in?
1: Yeah. And so after you get that first wave on Kickstarter, you know, you launch and everything, you hit the goal, you hit the goal really fast. And, you know, there's an element to Kickstarter where you want to hit that goal within the first day to three Mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what happens is very similar to like a, a post that uses the right hashtags on Instagram. You'll go trending. Um, and what that means is that your project no longer is it just the, the Kickstarter link that says your project name, you know, the Voyager, the change, the way we enjoy the outdoors. Your product is now on kickstarter.com's homepage, wow. um, which means that the entire Kickstarter community, um, you know, this is all, you know, circling back to you hitting your goal within the first, you know, 24 to 72 hours. That Kickstarter community has a unique viewer, a unique um, visitor of a, somewhere between five to eight million people per day um, that are now getting a glimpse of your product that may catch their eye because you're on the yeah. homepage. And that that's the access to an audience that allows you to go from that 75K in day one to maintaining that momentum over the course of 30 days and, and reaching half a million or just shy of half a million within the, the total duration of the 30 day campaign.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that had, I mean, how did that feel when you got that 75 K by the end of the day? Did you like, what was that evening?
1: Oh my God. Uh, well, my girlfriend and I ordered sushi to celebrate um, We <laughs> had that delivered to the house and we were very excited about that. Um, we really thought we'd be hitting, you know, the 75 K mark at the end of the first week based on our ad spend that mm. we had budgeted and our projections that we were looking at. Um, and so to hit that the first day, we kind mm. of were just really, like it, it felt surreal. It didn't really feel like like what we, it felt a bit like a dream in the sense of we were hitting these numbers way earlier than we had anticipated. Um, and I just got to say, you know, it circles all the way back to all the the people who helped guide us and, and steer us in the right direction with the information to, to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle were put in place up front. You know, another yeah. thing we did that I didn't necessarily touch on yet is um, we did a big PR push. And there's a lot of challenges for startups, especially in the Kickstarter and the Indiegogo crowdfunding community to yeah. get PR um, because there's elements to these projects where, you know, sometimes they don't come to completion and the, the promise that the creator presents to the audience, it's not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And um, so we put a huge PR push together and we're actually really lucky to score some features in USA today. We were featured in Forbes um, in fact, uh, uncrate, which is a big, you know, pr- consumer goods, um, publisher wrote a really great story about us and how, what we've engineered into this product is really just something that for, like you said, you know, how has someone not put all these elements into an outdoor recreationally used chair yet? Yeah. Um, you, and so was it,
0: was it you that reached out or did you work with, a, uh, somebody that had connections or a firm or like, how did you do that?
1: Yeah. So I worked with a friend of mine in New York, um, really, really impactful. His name is Julian Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. his website is told by Thomas. Um, and Julian, it was just fantastic. He really has a great connection with the email list. He really broke down like how PR was supposed to work. So I've worked in marketing for the last decade, yeah. um, always been on the project management and more of like the content creation strategy side, never on the PR side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always knew PR was important and I knew that PR was something you needed, but it wasn't until working with Julian that I really understood like the strategy behind PR. And he not only, you know, helped us um, by managing those relationships and opening those doors for us, but he also coached us in the sense where now I can take all the learnings from my experience working with Julian and apply them to the business myself. Um, And he knows that, you know, as a facilitator of that, he wants to see companies succeed and then grow beyond. And he likes to help the smaller guys. So, you know, like really, really awesome guy there, Julian.
0: What happens next for Parkit?
1: So next for Parkit is uh, we'll be transitioning off of Indiegogo. Uh, we'll be continuing to collect pre-orders on our own Shopify site. Um, we've been a cert- we've become a certified one percent for the planet partner, um, and through that we've been partnered um, with you know like-minded environmental nonprofits. Uh, the one that we've been focusing our relationship with is called Sea Trees, and so we've launched now a campaign. Where, for every Voyager chair that we sell, we'll be planting one tree in Bayak, Indonesia, which restores ecosystems. Um, these trees are mangroves trees, and mm-hmm. the mangroves actually um, have a four to one carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide transition to oxygen uh, mm-hmm. versus normal trees. And so, we're focusing a lot of that on community building and sustainability and uh, really, you know taking the the park it movement of the uh, of the brand and really establishing the movement phase and so we're excited to see that come into more fruition and and take more of the spotlight than just our kickstarter success
0: i love it all right stephen wilcox park it movement the website is parkitmovement.com and you can see the uh it's it's more than a chair I, I feel silly just calling it a chair. It is uh, like, how would you, I mean, you've described it, but do you, it, what category do you put it? You put it in the chair category?
1: I put it in the outdoor recreational comfort chair category, uh-huh. which I, I am a bit making that up as I go. And yeah. um, I think, but for the most part, you know, the goal of our product is to kick back, relax, enjoy yeah. the time with your family and yes. your friends in the great outdoors and and be comfortable while you do it and have all the amenities that you need while you do it. Yeah, it's all about uh, the
0: experience, the lifestyle, absolutely.
1: Exactly. So excited to see them all over beaches in Southern California. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you know when I see my first one here in Florida.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Josh.
0: Steve, thanks so much.